and we are live. G'day everyone, Mike Jeffrey here and you are listening to My Creative Journey, episode number 11. To all you new listeners out there, hello and thank you so much for taking the time to stop by here today. As I said, my name is Mike and I'm a freelance photographer from Sydney, Australia. Each week on the show, I bring you guys along on the highs and lows of my own creative journey and share all the knowledge that I've gained along the road to building my own freelance business. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking all about how I'm the least creative person I know. Like literally, I'm not creative at all, or at least not in the sense that we all think about creativity. I hear a lot of people say that you should play to your strengths, which I guess means that I should be an engineer or maybe even a statistician, but today I want to tell you why I think creativity is a learned skill that you don't have to be born gifted at, and all you have to do is start trying. But before I jump into today's topic, I want to talk about what has been going on for me this past week, or this past two weeks actually, for anyone who listened to last week's episode would know that I didn't actually include this section in last week's episode for the first time, so I've actually got two weeks to catch up on, and it's been uh, actually quite a big quite a big two weeks. Um, you would have heard me talk about in episode number nine that I just put out my call for starting wedding photography, and I did get quite a large response from that, as I told you guys in that episode. So for the past two weeks, it's been really sorting out a lot of stuff on the back end with that. As I said, I wasn't uh, as prepared as I thought that I would be for that. There was a lot of things that I needed to get done, needed to organize and and make sure I had things in place to be able to to be able to start organizing to go and actually take photos at people's weddings. So, been doing a lot of things on the back end, like making sure uh, all of my gear is working and making sure that I have all the correct documentation uh, that I need to have. There's a lot of paperwork that goes in uh, to being a wedding photographer. There's a lot of stuff you have to have on file and and a lot of things like that. So, I've been working hard at that over this past week, and I guess it's sort of shown me uh, in parts. The, the about the things that you need to do when starting your own business and it's not always going to be things that you enjoy uh, the whole time. It's not always sunshine and rainbows as they say. Starting your own business definitely can be a very freeing experience and something that uh, is very enjoyable and you are working in an area which hopefully that you would enjoy if you were starting a business in that area. You would hopefully enjoy the main task at hand but as with photography, uh a very small amount of the work that I actually do is photography. So there's a lot of uh, other admin stuff that goes along with that as well. And I think over the past two weeks, it's really shown me that all of the different things that I was prepared for, but also other things that I wasn't really prepared for um, to have to do. And those have been the things that have come up so far. So whilst I'm trying to stay optimistic and hopeful for um, the future, I guess it's been that sort of drag in this first first couple of weeks and, and it'll be that way I guess until I shoot my first wedding which by the way my first wedding as we're recording this episode is about one month away so in the next four or five weeks I think in five weeks time so that's very exciting but also such a short turnaround I, I really wasn't expecting to get a response from anyone who would be getting married in within six weeks but I did and here we are so I've got to actually get a lot organized before I go on that shoot for the day. You got to make sure all my equipment is in order and make sure I've got all those little small things that you don't tend to think about. Like you think about all the main equipment, um, but there's some other little small things and making sure that I've got everything in play and that I don't forget anything because having never shot one before, it's a very stressful feeling that constantly thinking like I'm always going to be forgetting something and, and always always thinking that something is going to go wrong and something is going to happen. So having uh, all my stuff in order and making sure I have all that gear and all that equipment 
uh, there ready to go is is super important. But also working a bit with the back end, talking to talking to the couple and making sure that we're on the same page. I think that has been one of the biggest things for me in in coming to realize in this wedding photography industry. It's not just all about me. It's I'm actually working for someone else here in this sense. So it it needs to be a lot more communication than it would just be if I was going to take photos of a family on a Sunday afternoon. This is actually a very special day in their life and they don't want to be super involved on the day because they've got a lot of other things to have to talk about and have to think about. So I need to be there and need to know where I need to be every every hour of every day. They can just rely on that and and just know that I'm going to be in the right places at the right times and be able to take the photos that they want and be able to understand what type of photos they want on the day because some people aren't after 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 photography for the whole day but are after some very specific photos through the day and you got to make sure that you are on the same page with that. An odd story from last week. I actually woke up through the middle of the night last week. Uh, one night and I was having a nightmare that uh, I was at a wedding taking photos and all of a sudden my camera stopped working and there wasn't anything I could do about it. I just remember this dream so clearly and I was there and and my camera just stopped working and I didn't have anything else on me, which was so strange that I just I just walked in with one camera and seemed to be just taking photos with that and then it just all of a sudden stopped and I think that was a representation of some of the fears that I've been having around anything that could go wrong will go wrong and the fact that I need to be over-prepared for this day because you can't have it again. And I think that has always been one of the biggest concerns for me going into wedding photography has been that sort of thing that, oh, if something goes wrong, I can't get the day back. So just trying to work as hard as I can and, and trying to make sure that I know as much and making sure that as much is in my control before I walk in on that day because if anything does go wrong, it's it's all on me and, and that is a very scary prospect. But the chances of it happening are slim if I have all the right stuff in place and I do the right work and I get the communication on the right on the same page and I have all the equipment there and all the backups making sure that we are ready to go in. If something does go wrong, we also have a plan A and a plan B and a plan C. So I think it's going to be good. But as I said, over the past couple of weeks, it's just been a lot of that organization and I'm really itching I think to actually get out there and take a few photos because that is really what I'm aiming to do in this and I feel like it can't be improving my photography skills and improving the things that I enjoy when I'm just basically working on admin tasks. So hoping to get out there in the next couple of weeks and do a few more practice shoots before the wedding but as I said only five more weeks and I'm really looking forward to that one so I will definitely keep you guys posted as we move through to the end of April. That's probably all I wanted to speak on over the past couple of weeks. I've actually been doing quite a lot of work and it's just been a real grind, I guess, and I don't really want to bore you guys with the details because there hasn't actually been a lot of a lot of work other than that headed my way. So I've been just yeah, hard at working in on those back-end tasks. But I just wanted to finish by touching on last week's episode and I wanted to thank you guys for uh, the support on that one. It was an episode that I had been really wanting to record uh, ever since I started the podcast and so I'm glad that I did get that one out there. It was one that up until I released it on Monday, I was I was really questioning whether I, I probably should release it and, and, and to that point, I thought that if I was questioning it so much, then it probably was a good thing that I should release it and so I'm glad that I got that out there and I'm glad that uh, you guys have, have been able to hear that and I hope that you've really been able to take something away from that because because that for me was really the story that 
I'm trying to tell and I'm trying to tell here with this podcast is that, yeah, if I was able to, to just be able to start anything, I think that anyone else can can start anything as well. And I'm very I'm very grateful that I, I do have this platform to be able to talk to to whoever is listening to this this podcast. And so that will always be be my aim continuing forward to be able to try to inspire people to to continue on journeys like I am on. But now I wanted to jump into today's topic, which as you probably read and heard at the beginning uh, of this episode, is all about how I am, or at least I think I am, the least creative person I know. And I think this really stems back to um, how I go through stages of really thinking that I'm not a very good creator, I'm not a very good artist. And I think anyone in the profession can and probably does go through these stages of of, of really questioning whether that they actually do belong and whether they are right to be in this field because I think there is so little barrier to entry that anyone who's who's in the profession often questions whether that they should be in that profession or whether they're on the right path in this journey, I guess. And because there are so many people out there just like them, there is also a lot of room for people to actually be different in a space like this. And so that is where I say that I guess the reason why I think that I'm not a very creative person is probably because I'm not and I'm pretty happy to say that I I actually do think that I'm not a very creative person and I don't think that necessarily has to be a bad thing and I don't think that's a negative thing. I think that's just a reflection on the fact that I don't think I am an overly creative person but that doesn't say that I can't be skillful in other ways. I think what I lack in creativity, I make up for in resourcefulness, in motivation, in in my ability to just learn new skills. And I think that can often be disguised as being creative. For me, it's sort of come to understanding that just because I can reproduce a particular type of art doesn't mean in itself that that is then creative. And I think I put that out there as a thought that I've had along the way, but I don't think that that necessarily has to be a bad thing. I think in all honesty, the the type of art that I create and the type of work that I create isn't in itself very groundbreaking. It's not the type of artistic that's probably going to be remembered as as being artistic, but it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I can't be an artist or I can't be a creator of, of some sort because um, there is all different types of, of, of creativity. And I think, in a sense, creativity is a learned skill and I think it does improve with time and I think you need to be able to put work out there and you need to be comfortable with the fact that you're going to fail when trying to be creative because people who aren't creative are scared of actually failing and they're scared to do anything that um, will ever put them in a situation where they could possibly fail and they could uh, not know how to do something. I know that I'm a very a very methodical person and I can sort of work through a problem and I can sort of come up and recreate any sort of artwork that I have in front of me. So if I have an idea in my mind, I, I sort of can then jump to how I can produce it and how I can recreate that idea or that artwork that I've seen somewhere else or something like that. And I think that that in itself is a skill because it's sort of come to me and it's sort of grown in the things that I've learned over the years in in trying to be an artist. It has really taught me to understand a lot of different things about how I can how I can produce things and it's not necessarily uh, artistic in a way because 
the ideas themselves are the parts that I struggle to, to actually come up with. And those are the things that I struggle to actually have an original idea, which I think in itself is a whole other thing that I could talk about in the fact that I don't think anyone really ever has an original idea. I think any idea is just is just a reworking of something that someone has produced before or multiple people have produced before. And I think being able to know what to do when an idea strikes, I think is also part of that being able to reproduce an idea that you have. If you had an idea for a great artwork but didn't know how to produce that artwork, then the idea isn't really worth anything. I mean, you could hand it on to someone else, but then is it really your work, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And so I think just as as long as you can produce great work, it doesn't need to always be original work and it doesn't need to be uh, groundbreaking work. I find this quite a bit, I think, in type of photography work that I do at the moment, especially uh, taking portraits and taking taking photos of other people. I find it very hard to be creative in that sort of work because it is, in a sense, I guess, just a reproduction of what other people have already done before. Or if not, I tend to think of it as just a capturing of a particular moment in time, which in and of itself, I don't think is that creative because you are just taking what someone else is already trying to do and and just you're making an image of that. So unless you're directing them exactly what to do, you're not actually capturing capturing much that is of any creative substance. So understanding that for myself, I think it has led me to try to be creative in the areas that I do have control in. Of course, I can have quite a fair few creative freedoms and, and a lot of direction in where my art is headed, but there is still that element that I think is just me holding a camera and pressing a button because I'm not really capturing anything that is and of itself creative. I think over time, the work that you can produce and the ideas that you will come up with in that process continue to improve and become in themselves more creative because you know what you can do. Uh, you know what you can do to an image. You know what you can do right then and there to improve that image and to improve, as I said, the aspects that you you do have in your control. It really, I think, comes back to owning your own style. And I have come to accept that I'm not the most creative photographer out there and I'm not the most creative artist out there and I think that is okay. I think I work, being as a, as a photographer, I think is very hard to be an overly creative artist. I think everything that I take a photo of already does exist. So I'm not really creating anything there. I'm just sort of finding a way to actually present that in an image that is quite unique, I guess, but it's not in itself overly creative, I would say. However, I love being able to have that documentary style of photography and that is something that I've learnt to embrace and learnt to, to to sort of go along with because I think in the beginning I was stressing myself out a lot when I was starting in photography and trying to be creative and trying to push the boundaries of, of what I thought the rules were in photography and I think that led me down a path that was just unproductive and was just never going to actually get me anywhere. I think um, it was becoming too abstract and therefore people aren't engaging with the art anymore because it's too hard for them to understand it's not really anything that sticks within the rules the rules are there the, the rules are there to be broken but you need to know the, what the rules are before you can actually break them and so I think that was where I was leading myself astray but I think now having actually learnt the rules I'm starting to actually quite enjoy the rules and I like having that having that documentary style as I said because it doesn't push me to be overly creative but in itself it allows me to create interesting and creative work because it's a style that one 
not too many people have, but two, it allows me to step back out of a scene and create images that I'm very proud of, but I also have a lot more control of because I've stepped away from all the other all the other aspects that are in the scene and I'm trying to then trying to find a frame that I think is more interesting than being up close and trying to direct two people um, on how to how to create the most interesting image that anyone has ever seen before in a style that, that they've probably never seen before. And I think this plays hand in hand with my transition into wedding photography because for me that is about trying to tell a story and being able to tell that story not necessarily in the most creative way but being able to find what the story is. And I think that has always been the skill because once I find the story, I then know how to tell the story and it's not me having to come up with a story and then trying to create create something around a story that I have then made up because in and of itself, the story is already there. I just need to draw it out of out of two people and try and find uh, ways to present that to other people that then can prov- that then can provoke emotions of some kind that will remind them of that day. Being able to uh, actually come up with the idea has always been the hardest part for me and I think that has always been why I thought that I'm not a creative photographer because I was never able to come up with those ideas. But I think moving into, into wedding photography and and really being that more documentary style and someone who understands what the rules are allows me to then break the rules and allows me to tell a story that I know is there and be able to tell it in a way that I have learned to be able to tell stories over the over the years and being able to uh, produce great imagery. And I think that is something that I can look back on and think that is my type of creativity. I'm a very introverted photographer, I guess, and I think I use that as an asset. I really play to that as a strength because I think I have to. I think if I let that determine uh, who I am as a creative person and who I am as an artist, I think that would hold me back in the fact that if I thought that by me not being creative or I thought that by me not being a super in-your-face extroverted person was a bad thing, I think that would hold me back and that would slow me down. So I have to use that as a strength. And I think there is a, a lot of strength that can be found in that. I think there is a lot of a lot of good things that do come with with being someone who does stand back as an introverted person and more likely to be standing back in that documentary style, but I'm then going to be able to create images that other people would not be able to create if they were if they were way too busy trying to focus on always trying to get the most creative photos. I think me I'm more likely to find something that is more is more a lot more meaningful because it's an actual moment that really happened and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to stage everything I'm not trying to pose everything in a way that it, it has to be creative because I think that that does take away from from some of the natural elements and some of the natural story that is at play I heard once that people should really stick to their strengths and stick to the things that they are naturally very good at I guess for me that would mean I would be some sort of engineer or some sort of statistician and whilst I may have been skilled in those areas, I may not have enjoyed them. And I think that has been what this journey has been a lot of for me, has been trying to find the path that I most enjoy rather than the path of least resistance, I guess, because there has been a lot of resistance in this path. As I said, I'm not a naturally creative person. So there's been a lot of work that I've had to do in that area to try to understand that and try and learn and grow. But I do think that it is a very learnable skill and it's not something that we can just say that if someone's not creative that they can never work in a creative field because I think it can be a very rewarding field and a very rewarding career but by holding yourself back by saying that just because you're not that type of person I think 
puts too much of a limit on people and what they think that they can do and what they think they can achieve. I myself am happy to admit that I'm not the most creative person and I'm happy to say that here today because I think it has really helped me as a strength and I think I've I've by actually learning that I'm not a creative person I've I've learnt ways to overcome that and ways to try to to try to get around that and try to use the things that I do have to my strength. And I think that the more we can do that the more we can actually find what our internal strengths are the more we can play to those and the more we can become creative because we can stand apart from other people who have sort of shown the way um, so far and and have shown what it means to be creative but I think you can be creative in in a, in a multitude of different aspects and so to just stereotype this idea of creativity I think actually holds a lot of people back and they need to start realizing that there is a lot more to being a creative person than than inertly having that creativity in your blood. And I guess that is all I really wanted to talk on today, guys. I know this has been a bit of a shorter episode, but I just wanted to get that point across. And it's been something that I've been thinking about a lot recently about not being a very creative person. And I think a lot of people tend to think that I working in a creative industry, I must be a creative person. And I don't think it's necessarily true for me. And it's not true for quite a few people, I would say, who work within this industry. I think we just have a a very particular set of skills that we know how to use and skills that we've that we have learnt over time. It's not something that anyone is definitely born with skills on how to be creative. And as I said, just because you have the ability to have creative ideas does not mean you can then be able to put those in place and execute on those ideas and, and be able to come up with creative products just because you have the idea. And so if you can take something away from this episode today, it would be that creativity is a very learnable skill and something that you just have to start at something that you have to be comfortable with the fact that you're probably going to fail in the beginning but you have to be comfortable with failing because that's the way you learn to succeed and that's the way you learn to be more creative because the more you can fail the more you can then learn to understand why you failed and why uh, you did the wrong thing in that instance and that can then help you uh, project you forward in learning and, and really honing that creativity and that skill of being able to apply it in in all different scenarios. And so if you're not comfortable with actually trying or starting something, you're, you're never going to become a creative person because if you're not comfortable to be able to put an idea out there, you're never going to know if it is creative or not because you've never had the chance for that to actually be tested. And so that is where I'm going to leave today's episode, guys. I really hope you have enjoyed this one and have gained a lot from it. I just want to say a very quick thank you to everyone who is here and has been listening to all of these episodes it really does really does mean a lot to me and i really do appreciate it so much and to think that we have come so far on these episodes and we're still continuing on and i'm just and i'm always really looking forward to being able to record these episodes on a tuesday afternoon and it's really become part of my routine now and i'm really glad for that because it has been a really great way for me to be able to get things out there in the world and get my own ideas out there and really speak about my own ideas and i think in that way it's been very positive for me but also being able to hear stories of how uh, other people are really enjoying these episodes as well is really is really great and i'm really glad that i've been able to contribute that into your week so with that being said i will speak to you guys again next monday bye